All right, man. Chris Caleb, and you're calling in from uh, from Kenya. Um, yeah, Kenya. Kenya, right. So Nairobi, just... Nairobi, the capital city. <laughs> okay, very cool, man. I've never been. Um, and so we connected on Instagram. Um, you'd posted uh, one of my videos, the uh, the fire tower. Yeah. Uh, I got some good footage of the sun. So, um, yeah. Yeah, man, if you just want to tell us a bit about yourself, uh, what you do in Kenya, um, how you got into this, uh, just so we can get to know you a bit. So my name is Chris Caleb, as you have heard, and uh, I'm from Kenya. I'm a, currently I'm a student studying in the uh, University of Mount Kenya in a town called Vika in Kenya. So how I got to this whole thing of the truth community is earlier in 2021, about March. I think it was March, and I started looking at videos on YouTube, and also there are there are, there were some books that I was taught to read. Then after I read them, now I started now getting into the true community. That's how I got to to know about the whole flat earth thing, and 9/11, everything. That's how I got to understand it. Okay, so that started recently for you in 2021. Yeah, um, 2021, March, around March. March. Okay, yep, and you're in yeah. school. We're probably about the same age. Um, okay. Yeah. Yep, early 20s. Um, all right, man, so then you, so you started, so what, what, um, excuse me, what books were those that you, uh, that you read? Uh, I was directed by my one, so let me tell you the whole story, so. Yeah. How how the what happened on that day? Uh, I was visiting one of my friends, and he had a like a, a party in the in the evening. So when I visited him, the one of his friends was talking about flat earth. So we then everyone was against this guy. So I was wondering why is this guy so confident about flat earth? All of us, we are telling him, dude, you have to be crazy. You have to be mad. There's no way that could be flat. Then he was so, so confident. So he, he told me after the after the party, he's going to send me some links on my WhatsApp so that I redo, I listen to the audiobooks. The audiobooks of Smoky God, the, the Iron Republic, then the other one of... This is called the Zetetic Cosmology. Yeah, that one. Then he also sent me some links from Hibula Productions. Then that's how I got into the whole thing. But I was very, very opposed to it at first because we, we argued for like two hours during that party. So that's how I, I got the whole thing. Then I read Smoky God. I read... Uh, I, oh no! I listen to them actually audiobooks on YouTube. The Smoky God, the Iron Republic, Zetetic Cosmology, and that's how I got into it. Right on. I've I've heard of some of those. I've got to do more reading myself. But um, so and how do you say your your Instagram handle? Muthi Muthiaga. Muthiaga. 
underscore finest yeah mudaiga okay. underscore finest that's my instagram handle mudaiga is actually the the state that i live in in kenya that that's the city yeah the the estate okay mudaiga yeah okay. oh man okay yeah. so and then when you reached out you said so what what kind of um the lost history of the earth is what you wanted to speak on one of the things you wanted to speak yeah, on yeah 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 Okay. Yeah. So, and now, yeah, go so, ahead with that. Yeah. yeah so, uh, as I went down the rabbit holes, you know, when you uncover one lie, <laughs> you uncover so many lies that you, you could maybe you could you could go mad eventually. So I I, I stumbled across this guy. He's called Max Egan, and I he. Is there are some books in which he's directing people to to read. So um, I started I started doing some research on Tataria, um, the lost uh, the lost uh, ancient civilizations. What happened? What really happened? Then then what what got me really interested is that before all this, I was like. I believed in the whole mainstream narrative of evolution, you know, Big Bang, but I wasn't a, like an atheist. I, I, I was still a Christian, but I was believing somehow maybe it all connects to the religion, you know. <laughs> so when I got into the the history of the earth, I started re- realizing there is something there is something wrong with our history because. When you look at the ancient civilizations, like in Egypt, the pyramids, the pyramids of Giza, when you look at the pyramids that were found in Japan under the ocean, the, the pyramids in Mexico, you you start to see there is definitely something wrong with the history. There is something they are not telling us. Then when you look at the pictures, it looks like it's as if we the civilization devolved or something like it deteriorated something happened then we had to build build back up again so that's what got me interested into the lost civilization of the earth yeah okay and is that something you you saw the as a lot of us have the different um structures that were built all over the earth even though these ancient civilizations were so far apart um and so you and now what what do you see what have what have some things been through this awakening um you know that you've seen around you uh, you know i'm not familiar you know i don't know too much about kenyan culture but do people yeah. you know people there they buy into the they buy into the narrative as well you know like you said you were in you know atheist but also religious is there um you know, how, I just I'm curious what what that what the sort of brainwashing looks like over there, as opposed to here in America. So, yeah, so so in Kenya we we believe the own majority of the population believes in the whole narrative of uh, the we evolved from apes, then the the whites uh, sprang off to other continents, then they got. They got more civilized than us. Then they came and colonized us. Then now we have been in. I mean, the 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 blacks have been living in poverty and 
like cavemen for hundreds and hundreds of years until the white man came with his gospel, the gospel of yeah, Christianity and changed everything and civilized us. That's the whole narrative. Then we most 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 people here in Africa and also in Kenya are religious. So everyone has a religion that they follow that they adopted from their colonizers. Yeah, that's how it is. Okay, and so with that, and then the you know your friend. Um, have you? So I guess my question is: Have you gone you, to those around you? Do you you speak on these things in your daily life? Um, you know, do you, you tell people about the big picture? Yeah, I, I I I've definitely I've converted like right now it's like seven people <laughs> into what I what what I have uncovered like seven people. Just from, I also have a TikTok account, which I post videos on there. And I have gotten so much attention over the last few months in the previous year, 2021. And also in my family, like I've converted only one, one of my cousins. My brother is still on the way. My younger brother, I have a younger, younger, younger brother. He's still on the way, but he's, he's a, he's a science buff. So. Trying to debate with a guy like that who is so indoctrinated into believing everything the scientists say, it's hard. It's hard for him, but he he's there because he's seeing, he's seeing even with the moon landing thing, he's starting to re- realize that NASA really never went to the moon. Yeah. Interesting, man. Okay, so back back to the uh, to the lost history. So what are um. What what have you found out, you know, specifically? Um, what are what are some of the things, you know, if you can give us some details of what you've uncovered as far as Tartaria goes? So, for example, in in Kenya, the country I live in, there is there is in the capital city in Nairobi, where I reside, in, there is uh, there is a a building which we are told was built in the past century by the white people, maybe around the 1930s, in the early 1930s. But when you look at that building and the the, the architecture, the, the design, it, it doesn't look like it was built just the last century. It looks like it was there for some time. When you look at the history of the the builders, the people who build it, they are just anonymous people. Then there are conspiracy theories about the building. People say that the people who build it were from another, they, they were not the British, the British people who colonized, who colonized Kenya the, the, the past century. They were from another, from another race. But I think there's something, that, that that's the main thing that I've, actually realized with Tataria. Then I, I've also looked it in, into other countries in Africa. There, there is a Western African country. Uh, it's called, I think, I think it's Algeria. Yeah, it's Algeria. When you look at Algeria, you can see that the structure, the pictures they take from the satellites, you can see that there are some structures 
hidden in the desert, the desert, the main desert in Algeria. There are some structures hidden there that they, 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 they claim, I don't know if you have ever seen, if you know a guy called Graham Hancock. Do you, do you know a guy called Graham Hancock? Graham Hancock. Um, I don't I don't know his name, but I, I may have seen his work. Yeah, so so that guy, that guy, there's a documentary he has done. He also touched on that subject, but he's not into Tataria, but he says that there is a a lost civilization in Algeria, that part of the, the continent of Africa. He's saying that there is a lost civilization there and it's detectable by the pictures taken from the satellites because you can see there are some buildings that are are hidden underneath the sand, the vast sand of the of the desert. Then there is a. Uh, I just wanted to ask about that. So yeah, you're saying yeah, so in yeah. in West um in West Algeria, West Africa, there is there are buildings under under the sand. Um, now are you is this something that people is this an area where people go and um i mean could could that be investigated or is it a bit of a is or is it more of a place where there's only pictures of it and people don't really so can can people um investigate that not really people can't go there because it's uh it's like a desert it's in the middle of nowhere the desert of algeria the biggest desert in algeria so you find that only people who are who are like explorers or archaeologists or paleontologists who go there to research on the the pictures that the, the anomalies that were seen from the central pictures. So the, the local people in Algeria cannot go there. I don't think they can. It's it's in the 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 area itself is it's in a desert, a very harsh climate. So they couldn't possibly go there. Okay, that makes sense. Um, all right, yeah, and, uh, you know, just connecting, um, you know, going off a bit of what you said, it's the same, I mean, here here in America, um, as I'm sure you know, there's not real. it doesn't, the whole narrative of, um, of it being such a, a new country um, doesn't fit either, uh, relaying this, you know, this is going to be a bit of a Tartarian episode. Um and so I'm sure you're familiar with that, but uh, yeah, we can we'll get back into what you were talking about. But um, you know, I want to touch on what you were saying as well with the the history. Who who knows what happened? I mean, it's the same here in America. This this history is pretty open at this point. Um, we don't know. You know, did people uh, really come here in the late 1800s and the 1900s, or was or were there um, structures already here? Did people come back? And with what you're talking about in Africa, um, it, it might not have been the British. That whole British Empire story could be something that was constructed. Like what you were saying, it could have been a different empire from somewhere else. Yeah, so what what usually amazes me about the country I live in, Kenya, is that we we have so many so many communities. We have like forty seven tribes in Kenya. And when you look at the history of each tribe, they tell you that we migrated from the Central Africa. There's a country called uh, DRC, Democratic Republic of Congo. 
but some of us migrated from there. Then we came to Kenya the last century. Then what usually uh, uh, confuses me with this mainstream history that you're given in Kenya is, so what was Kenya like before we came, before we came to Kenya the last century? So it doesn't really make sense. It looks like they fabricated the whole history. We don't even know where we came from because some some tribes, they say they came from South Africa. The other, they say they came from the neighboring country, Somalia. The other, they say they came from North Africa. Then you wonder, so what was Kenya like before all these people came? What was going on? So this is actually something that people should start asking themselves. And uh, I've been talking to some of my friends about the, the mainstream narrative about the colonization. And... Some of them were saying that it looks like it might have been fabricated, although there is some evidence. They, they show us some videos of the British guys uh, lining up black black men in, in those chains and uh, flogging them off like slaves. So in the, in the end, we, we never really know what where we came from, especially in this part of the world because our history is so recent. Like when you when you look at the history of the East Africans, especially the part of the continent we are living, there is no recorded history of Africans from the century. This uh, from the 1800s, there is no recorded history. The only recorded history we have is from 1900 up to date. Nothing, nothing. Nothing, nothing more, nothing less. Okay, that that's interesting. There's no. Um, do they pretend to know history before 1900, or are they saying that all they have is recorded history of 1900 and later? So, what what the government usually tells us in the education system over here is that before 1900s there wasn't any recorded history. So I'm wondering. So. Is it the white man who brought the, the technology? See, it looks very, very funny. Then when you look, they, they pretend to not know anything before the 19, before the 1900s. They just act dumb. They, when you ask around, when you're in school, when I was in the lower grades, I was, we were asking what was going on. And they were telling us that they don't know. Even them, they don't know. The structures are what get me. You know, you were talking about a building in in the major city of um, of Kenya, and um, we see them here too. There's a lot of uh, um, structures and the way the histor- historical narrative lines up. There isn't, um, you know, here they talk about the the Native Americans, and similarly, um, a colonization. That happened here and um but when we look at the um the structures left over and the evidence that we have it looks very very different than the story that we're told that you know these people um here in america that they were living primitively in um as uh, hunter gatherers in uh these uh forest um structures made in the forest but there seems to be evidence for these uh, these buildings and these places that were built by a much more 
advanced civil advanced civilization. So I know at least here in America, it's basically at the point of uh, 1600s and 1700s. Was this really a place where people lived indigenously? And then these uh, so-called Europeans came and colonized or between, you know, as far back as the 1700s and up until the 1900s, was this a place where more advanced civilization lived? And now we get a uh, mixed demographics and a um, and a fabricated historical narrative. Um, Chris, would you say it feels pretty similar what you're describing? Yeah, yeah. I would say in Kenya, uh, there is evidence of uh, the the current civilization that we live in. There is evidence that uh, it started like the, the last century. But there is a problem from transitioning from the 1800s to the 1900s when the whites came, because we don't know what was going on. That that's the problem. And uh, what usually first uh, really makes me more intrigued about this topic of Tataria is uh, the U.S. when they when they start talking about U.S. And the Euro, the European countries, especially in the European countries and the U.S., you can see a lot of evidence of Tatari, even in Central America, in Mexico. There is a video I saw of Santos Bonacci. I don't know if you know him, but I saw a video where he was, he was, he's basically right now he's like living in Mexico and he's seeing even in Mexico there is Tatari. But what usually fascinates me is. Uh, when you look at the U.S., the U.S. is the one that looks very clearly. It looks like, hey, this is, we are just being lied to. This is, obviously, there was another uh, advanced civilization that was there even before the the people came from the U.K. and from England and came to the U.S. The mainstream narrative tells you. And what they did is they just came and they moved in. And when you look at the continent of Africa, there is a university that used to exist the past century. It's called the University of Timbuktu. This university was, actually it was, uh, when the white people came in West Africa, the, the French, I think the French, they destroyed that university. They destroyed it and the king was... The, the, the emperor who was ruling at that time, he was very advanced even in the in the in in everything like in everything he had connections and there are conspiracy theories that claim that this king had like some he had some contact with like aliens or something but there is definitely something to look at when it comes to Tataria even in Africa. Yeah, that's a big a big question um, that gets presented with all of this. Um, knowing of Tartaria and um, the flat Earth, uh, the realm, the level plane. You know, when you say um, he might have had contact with aliens, um, and I know that you're a, a flat Earther as well. Um, w- the point that I'm at when it comes to flat Earth and aliens is that knowing that there must be more land, I think that there are therefore there are other species um out you know other 
uh, races or species out there in these these other lands. Um, would you would you agree with that? And that that's what I think. You know, when we hear extraterrestrial, it's extra terrain. So these uh, what we see as aliens could very well be beings that live in the outer land. You know, do you do you agree, Chris? Yeah, I, I definitely agree because when you look at the the maps, the maps even the, like that uh, ten thousand year old Buddhist map that was discovered in Hawaii, the one that shows like there is more land past the Antarctic ice ring. There is definitely something to look at. There, there must be other civilizations. Who knows? We might be living like in a paddle then. When you cross Antarctica and you go to the other side, you might meet other paddles. I've seen maps. There was a, there is a guy called Flat Earth Millionaire. There is some posts he makes on YouTube. So you can see in some maps, you can see the realm that we live in, the Flat Earth that we live in. Then you can see beyond the, the ice walls, there are, there are other rings that are surrounding, the, like two other rings that are surrounding the, the realm that we're living. So I, I think it's definitely a possibility and the extraterrestrial uh, plane that they usually talk about, uh, NASA and the Space Force usually talks about. Actually, I think Space Force was invented to actually try and conquer the outer lands, outer lands from Antarctica going on beyond. So I definitely think there's something to be seen there. Especially when you think about the Antarctic Treaty, you can see that there's something these guys are hiding. Because you can't tell me that for all those years, after the first government official has crossed Antarctica and done a thorough exploration and found another continent on the other side, then these guys are now creating a treaty eh, to now say that, oh, now we can we want to protect the planet, we want to no one can claim uh, ownership of these uh, of these continents. So it, it looks so funny and also there is something funny about Antarctica is that there is no animal life like in the North Pole. So that is something that usually uh, intrigues me about the flat earth. The Antarctica, the Antarctica, the Antarctic Treaty, and the fact that the the climate is not the same at the bottom of the globe uh, compared to the top of the globe, which should be the case if we lived on the globe. So I definitely agree on the outer lands. I know there are some flat others who think we live in a slow globe. I personally, I don't subscribe to that. I think that's that's limiting i think there is more there's definitely more land we can't be the only people in the universe the only place where there is life on in the universe there must be some other lands that are to be discovered yeah 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 that um that idea of we're not alone in this universe that that still stands and i think it's interesting what you mentioned about a space force um some of that budget and those resources could be going to um, conquering or traveling way outside of Antarctica. Um, you know, like the like uh, Star Wars could be uh, 
you know, maybe that's some of that's based off of stuff going on um, way, way out south, you know, just an interesting thought. But um, and, you know, like you said, as well with the uh, the north, uh, north pole versus south pole, the climates being different. I just wanted to wanted to give people an example of that, you know, here right now in the north, um, the sun in, in the journey that it does, it's uh, it's far south. It's in the far south near the Tropic of Capricorn and its rotation is going on down there. So we get uh, more limited sunlight. We have short days because it's passing over us uh, quickly and because it's farther away down in the south. And then as it comes back in, the days will get longer here in the north and um, much longer. We're at in the very north where the sun is doing its smallest rotations. They'll have 24-hour sunlight this summer and the same cycle will continue. Uh, going going forward with that. Um, so I have a question, by the way. I have a question. Yeah. So let me ask you. So in the near the north, the North Pole, is it true that there is the midnight sun? Midnight sun. Uh, I have seen it in some vid, some flat out videos. I don't know if it's true or. Can you clarify on that? Yes, that's that's true. I'm not. Um, that's true in northern places like northern Canada. Um, I know in Alaska and, you know, um, probably other continents that are in the very, in the Arctic circle, um, or at least very close to it. So, um, yeah, that, that's true. Um, you know what I was saying with the, the short days that actually happens in, um, in the summer, the midnight sun happens, um, when the, when the sun is at its very most Northern point. So that, that's what I was describing it, um, it never fully sets because the the circle that it does is so tight. So um, yeah, the midnight sun is real. Um, in the very far north, they do get 24 hours of sunlight. Uh, sunlight in the peak of the summer. It's just that there was a guy I was arguing with about flat earth, and he was telling me there is nothing like the midnight sun. But now I I definitely know what to tell him next time we argue. Yeah, thanks for clarifying. Yeah, of course. There you go. Anyway, man, so how about some a little bit about um, what's going on? Um, what does it look like over in uh, in Kenya right now as far as this fake um, COVID narrative goes? Um, are they enforcing, are the restrictions really tight? Are they really pushing uh, the narrative? What's what's it look like over there? So so in Kenya right now, they, they tried forcing the vaccinations on everyone, but it failed. <laughs> And the reason why it failed, you see, in Kenya, even when you place vaccine vaccination mandates that no one can enter a restaurant or a gym or a mall, a shopping mall, or the public service vehicles or the taxi without a vaccine mandate, people over here are very corrupt compared to the first world country. So no one is actually taking the vaccination mandate serious. So they they are actually the vaccine the people who have been vaccinated in this country are very low compared to the general population they are a very small percentage of the population has been vaccinated and then like in my school in my campus where i school uh, they tried forcing the vaccination mandates on everyone 
then we we protested and yeah that's how it ended but basically they are forcing they are trying to force definitely they are campaigning every day in the social medias the tv stations the national tv programs they are campaigning for everyone to get vaccinated but on the ground people are not really taking it seriously but i think the people who are actually uh, doing like the health the healthcare sector they they must be vaccinated because people are they are they like in the year 2020 when it started people were being fired as who refused to take the vaccine in the healthcare sector they were fired in the corporate sector they were fired but these other people were self employed the the teachers must be vaccinated the the but there are there are other professions it actually depends if you in if you in Kenya and you're working for like a private company the boss it's your choice they they don't force you like in where i'm seeing things going in australia or some parts of europe yeah so that's how the the scamdemic is going on in kenya <laughs> well good for the people over there um you know i know you said there's a lot of uh corruption involved but at least um everybody is safe from the vaccine or for the most part just uh, you know, taking it into their own hands, not listening. Um, you know, you like you like to hear that. A lot of people over here, um, it's so different. They see it as a, uh, you know, a point of um, like like a social status, like a sense of pride in actually obeying and um, and turning on the people who think for themselves and don't don't follow that narrative. So that's uh, that's pretty different. Why why would you say people aren't following along and just uh, taking the vaccine? Do people know that something is up? Do, do they not trust it? Yeah, they definitely. People don't trust it. Then there is a video that was circulating earlier last year, 2021. It was circulating of people. They were, it was like a meeting. I don't know if you have watched that video where there, there is like a meeting. Then there is a white guy. Uh, he's saying that they were planning to uh, kill like 3 billion people in africa so that video really circulated before uh, like in 2021 at the beginning of the year and it made people really change their minds then there is also that other video of big gates saying that he wanted to he had a plan to depopulate the earth and there is also the other video of agenda 20 the no the one that they were planning for covid the bill and merinda gates foundation the one that they were planning for covid before it really happened that video really circulated so right now if you get a vaccine people actually laugh at you they tell you that bill gates is in your bloodstream right? your dna is essentially fact so actually most people on the ground they know then there is also the religious aspect of it that Uh, when you are taking this vaccine you are you are harming yourself through these toxins and your spiritual self is going to be harmed because the, these vaccines come from these white white people who are you know they usually these are very usually these are way the black people the natives black people look at the white people they say they are like you know 
they are like, I don't know how to explain it, but they usually have a negative attitude. So there's also definitely the religious aspect of it. I think that plays a, a key role in why the people are not getting vaccinated. Yeah. But there's also the, the young generation, like uh, my generation, we know we know about the scam. We know it's all a scam, especially in my the classes that I attend in. Like, I don't think like there is a guy who has been, I don't think that there is no one who has been vaccinated in our class. Well, that's interesting. Um, and we definitely don't hear anything about that in the media over here. Um, I'd be interested to try to even find something, you know, they paint, they paint the narrative to us that, um, that everybody is, uh, is taking the vaccine and try to make us feel as though those who aren't in America are a very small minority. And, um, just in regards, um, you know, to the, uh, you know, you mentioned some, uh, the racial attitude towards it, um, over there in Kenya and, um, just, to provide a, a perspective from somebody else um, in America to the uh, the One World Order agenda, every you know they use uh, everybody to try to convince us to use it. Um, you know, people of all colors and different backgrounds in kind of a, in a coordinated effort to buy into things like vaccinations and um, and racial narratives are something that I see that they use as well to uh, to divide. Um, to divide the people on the ground, as you as you would say, um, from noticing, from being able to see the coordinated effort of a uh, of different people who are all have a vested interest in um in establishing a one world order, and um, I'd see the one world order as um, a cooperation of people of different colors as well, and. Um, yeah, it's a it's a rabbit hole in itself, but um, yeah, that's just a different perspective on that matter. So when it comes to the races, I think what they try to do is they try to divide us with all these narratives that uh, yeah we should be against each other. Also, I think there is also the aspect of racism that has been has been uh, imposed on us from the time we are born into this world that when you are black and you see a white white person you you should be afraid of them because they are racist. When you are white you should be afraid of afraid of the black because maybe they are lesser than you or issues like that. And also I don't know if you remember the George Floyd's incident and uh, I looked into it and uh, I realized that these guys were actually paid these guys were actually paid to like it's like that family was chosen by those the the cabal to perpetrate this Black Lives Matter thing and divide the masses for the US. I don't know if you saw that before. Oh yeah, man. I, I was here for that. You couldn't at the time you couldn't miss it. Um they yeah, they definitely they pushed those narratives and um like George Floyd, like you mentioned, uh it could very well be a fabricated story at the very least. Absolutely agree. They use that that um racial narrative to divide everybody and um it would eventually lead what they want is a smaller population where people don't know their um 
their own culture. You know, you said in your country, there's, uh, I think, 47 tribes, uh, you know, in a, or, you know, if I have roots in a, yeah. in, in Europe, you know, if I have roots to Europe and um, uh, Celtic tribes, oh, you know, I have Irish blood, I have these Celtic tribes, and in the One World Order, you know, we, we, we should all have the right to exist um, um, amongst each other and um, appreciate our, our cultures and our differences. That's what actual diversity is. What they want is people who, you know, they'll use the narrative to divide us right now. But what they actually want is to get everybody to be the same. And uh, police matters in the over here. It's it's more of an it's an issue of uh, corruption and uh, violence. There's a lot of uh, violence in, in the police force, but they only uh, focus in on certain uh, altercations on the TV. And it's uh, it's simply used to divide everybody. Yeah, I've seen the videos on YouTube and even on Telegram where they are. The record when it's a black man who's being arrested by a white cop, they always record that and they exaggerate it. But when it's a white person, white on white violence or black on black violence, no one is talking about it. They just want to exaggerate where there are two different races. That's their main agenda. And even I, I don't know if you if you saw this, but there was also another guy who was killed a black guy who was killed in like i don't know if it's france or germany one of the countries and he was killed the same way george floyd was killed that same angle so it looks like these guys are actors i don't know but i definitely think they're actors then black lives the black lives matters movement must be the most corrupt movement at this time because the billions that those guys are receiving and uh, there's actually nothing that they are doing for the community. These guys, these guys are just scammers. I don't know what's going on, but there are people who are buying into this shit, and uh, it's really sad. It's really sad. All of that money, and um, in in the communities where that money would um, supposedly be used and spent, um, I think the people should take a look and see if things have improved at all. Um, and now when those, when stories like that happen, uh, George Floyd, uh, Black Lives Matter, does that have, um, does that have a, an effect in Kenya as well? Did, did that story have an effect over there? Yeah, there was, uh, a series of protests after the George Floyd incident in 2020, because even in, here in Kenya, the police are very brutal very brutal. There is a section of the police in Kenya called GSU. Very brutal guys. So they, they actually, the Black Lives Matter protests, they influenced the Kenya. There was a protest like for a week, but you know, in, in a country like Kenya protests, they can't last for that long because of the, the government will eventually suppress you with tear gas and everything and bullets. In Kenya, when you go out for protest, you're usually risking your life because you can can be killed by the cops and nothing will be done. So the protests didn't last for long, but they, the BLM protests, they had an effect on Kenya because there is also police brutality here. And here it's actually, it's not about the race. It's just these guys are just brutal. Man. They, are, they are just like that. They were, the, the police 
police in Kenya, they, they are known. Even if you ask around in Africa, you, you'll be told that the police in Kenya are the most ruthless guys in the whole continent. I, mean, I, I don't know what guys, all those guys are taught in those training, training camps. Yeah, man. In, in Kenya, it sounds like that the cops are just ruthless to everybody. And, um, you know, we know, at least I know through spirituality that the body is a, is a vessel for the soul. And um, and to fix these issues that were, you know, the violence and, and the power dynamics is um, it's a pro- I think it's a product of the system that we live in. It's not actually people's inherent aggression towards each other, but it's a product of trying to survive in the current power structure of the world. And I think that that's more of the conversation that we need to have and uh, get to seeing ourselves as beings who are capable of uh, vibrating at a higher frequency. Yeah, I definitely agree on that because I think the system the system is corrupt. It's definitely corrupt. It's it's draining the human soul, the human spirit is being drained. And you see, even these cops, what they do, they don't do it because they want to do it. They do it because of the system, the way they've been brought up, the system, the, the corruption in the system, the frustration in the system. See, actually, this system is just an illusion. And if people would wake up and realize the power that every human being has to just uh, the world would change overnight but because people won't wake up and they are so the the, the masses are so hypnotized that they, they if you try to show them that the, the system is corrupt they, they think you're mad or crazy and you should be put away I think it's going to take a long time but you know uh, putting out podcasts like this, they might help people. The people who are listening, they might be helped. Because also a guy like me, I was helped by podcasts of people like you and even watching documentaries. So it's definitely doing something to the masses. There is a, a shift in the consciousness. It is affecting the masses because right now you can see, even though majority of the world is in a bad state, a bad human state, there is also... Uh, another part of the human population that is awakening. So I think that's going to play a bigger role even in the future and uh, the future of humanity. So if people just uh, understand that the system, we don't need this system, we can just live without this system, the world would change. But unfortunately, we are uh, in the situation that we are in now. Yeah, I I definitely I agree with that. Um I think that the shift is happening. Um you know, and I appreciate you calling into the show to do this and um you know, we'll just keep spreading that truth. I I want to ask um before I let you go, what kind of uh you know, we're talking about change and uh going forward. So how is this where do you see Well, let me ask this, what what are you um what are you studying in school and uh, knowing all of this stuff? What is your, your plan for life? What, what do you see yourself doing? So I'm planning, uh, uh, like right now, um, school, I'm studying Bachelor of Science in Statistics, Pure Statistics. And uh, I'm planning, like, if after, after I leave school and uh, 
I get a job planning to like open a podcast where I'll be talking about these things. Then uh, I'm also planning to like uh, definitely like write a book because uh, I, I, from from the time I was a child, I was interested in writing. So I'm going to write a book. I'm going to play my part in the awakening by opening a podcast. Uh, I also currently also have a YouTube channel. Uh, and this podcast, I'm going to post it on there. Uh, and I'm also going to open a podcast. And after I leave school, I'm planning to like. After now, I start. Uh, I start my life after the school. Uh, I'm planning to just spread the spread the word. Spread everyone who, who I'm able to convince that uh, to to look into reality in a different perspective I'd be very happy if that happens and uh, I'm also planning to you know when I decide to you know settle down and get married I'm also planning to you know like find a you know a, a girlfriend who who is definitely on my level of consciousness you know I think once you become awakened there is no way you can you can even have like a relationship with a, a, a woman who is not on the same level as you. Yeah, so that's part of my plan as of now. Well, that all sounds great. That sounds great, Chris. Um, you know, I see think you sound like somebody who will be able to achieve those things. And, um, you know, I look forward to uh, seeing the stuff that you create. Um, when you drop, when you do start that podcast, I'd be happy to, uh, um, come and speak on it. Um, but thank you again. Did you have any uh, closing stuff you wanted to close out on? So I, I, I wanted to thank you for inviting me on your podcast. It's uh, it's been a pleasure, and uh, I hope we can do this some other some other time on some other topic. And uh, yeah. I would want to tell your listeners uh, to. Do, do they, that they should not give up on this journey to find themselves and that everything that they are doing, the universe is seeing. See, the universe is what created us, all of us. And everything that you are doing, the universe is seeing you. And so don't don't give up. Keep keep on uh, keep on moving. And uh, most, inter- most importantly of all, Stay flat, man. Stay flat. <laughs> yes, definitely stay flat. Um, we appreciate that, Chris. Chris Caleb, and uh, you're listening to the Blue Coyote Podcast. <laughs>